man, I was we watching watch, the screen we're, over we're there. Over here, we're like, where are we gonna go? Live? You guys are watching us watch TV. <laughs> yeah. We're officially live right. on another Tuesday night, uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. You guys know we go live every single Tuesday, bringing the heat. Guys, mm. I'm G. And I'm Dom. And this is the Cash, Cash Geeks, Geeks Network. Network. Tonight, we have a old buddy of mine, actually. <laughs> um, you mean long-term buddy? Yeah. Long-term long buddy. <laughs> or an older guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's messed up, G. That's true. That's true. Um, my hairline. <laughs> Mark Perdoe. Mm -hmm. He's a local investor, um, but he uh, does cost segregations, right? So we've been talking about cost segregations on this show mm -hmm. for the last three to six months, Okay, I would say. As Here and as there. It's, yep. it's, it's becoming more talked about. Absolutely. Um, and Mark, you've been doing cost segs for how long? Uh, started in 2006, so about 16 years. Yep. Is that when uh, Tax D Pro started? No. Okay. I, I started that company a couple of years ago, and we really went full-time this last year. Gotcha. Okay. So for people who don't know what cost segregation is, I feel like it had been exposed to us, but we had no fucking clue what it was, <laughs> right, for a while um, while we were, like, figuring it out. So can you break it down? What is cost seg? I knew you'd ask that, and <laughs> it's not the easiest thing to answer. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I printed off what Google says cost oh. segregation mm. What is cost segregation? Cost segregation is a commonly used strategic tax planning tool that allows companies and individuals who have constructed, purchased, expanded, or remodeled any kind of investment real estate. It allows them to increase cash flow by accelerating depreciation deductions and deferring state income taxes. So my tagline of my company is less tax, more cash. Mm, okay. <clears throat> People like that. It's, it's simple. And that's what you know. You keep it in your pocket. Cost segregation deals with depreciation. And if you're an investor and you own real estate, you're depreciating your property. Your accountant should be depreciating the property. If it's residential, they're depreciating it over 27 and a half year segments. And if it's commercial, they're doing it at 39 year segments. Now guys, listen, cost segregation and accelerating the depreciation of your assets sounds boring, but trust me, it's probably one of the most interesting things you guys will ever be exposed to. You guys need to tune in really, really deeply. And uh, if it doesn't apply to you now, it will apply mm -hmm. to you at some point. And it's, you'll, it's an advanced ninja tactic. You guys need to know this. So right. stay tuned in, share this with your friends and get your pens and pads out because you're about to learn a lot of good stuff. So one of the ways, because we always were trying to figure out how do the rich not pay anything yeah. in taxes, yeah. right? Like we always hear it, right. you're always, you know, exposed to it. And you're like, man, I want to do that one day. Right. Right. And everybody knows about like business write-offs, mm -hmm. right? But you, you can't write off everything. Right. No. Right. And, and, you know, in the beginning, um, it's easier to minimize your income through sure. write-offs. But when your business expands or your income, you know, really increases, mm -hmm. it's tougher to write off right. enough to offset your income. Yeah. And so <clears throat> people have always been talking about depreciation as mm -hmm. one of the benefits of investing in real estate. Absolutely. And then cost segregation just enhances right. that benefit. Right. Yeah. And so last year, Dom and I got exposed to this 
late into the year. And so we had to um, invest into a bunch right. of real estate, which if you're taking from your proceeds of your company to invest into real estate, that's not a write-off, right? No. You're not allowed to write that off. However, you are allowed to depreciate that asset over 27 and a half years. Absolutely. And if you do a cost segregation study, you're accelerating that depreciation. And what that allows you to do is allows you to take a loss, right, on the value mm -hmm. of your property for a uh, reduced amount of time. Instead of 27 and a half year, you can really shorten that time frame mm -hmm. to give you a bigger uh, loss of I don't value. Know Don Lyon, right? to be here. Yeah, I think he's got it all. Well, <laughs> we know the basics. We know the basics. Absolutely. We want to understand. We want to understand. Yeah, we'll drill down. What makes it so that we can do this and then we're looking at other asset classes to invest sure. in multifamily uh retail commercial mobile home parks Absolutely. whatever right and then how does that differentiate between does cost segregation mm -hmm. depreciate differently sure. in different asset classes and then um why should someone do a cost okay. seg Right. Well, first, let's play off of your experience from last year. If you don't mind, you can just sort of share like round numbers. You did multiple cost segs. Do you recall what the total depreciation number was that they came up with? Um, total? I think that, I think it was around it was around 25 to 30 percent of of the but in terms of dollars, like 100,000, 200,000. No, no, it was like I think it was like 600,000. OK, so. Um, that 600,000, um, just what I want to make clear and, and just to drill home to people immediately is here's how it, it impacts, here's how much less tax or what they keep in their pocket. And I'm just going to keep it simple. Let's say that you're in the 20% tax bracket. So you just paid 30,000, you avoided paying $30,000. If you didn't have that 60,000 to take off from your in income that you as a federal liability, um, you would have paid 30,000 more. So um, that 30,000 now can be put to work um, in, no, yeah. no 30,000, uh, yes. So that can be put to work in other investments mm -hmm. and, yeah. and that's the power of it. Um, so that's how you you benefited. The, um, as, a, as a percentage on what you were saying is that they found maybe between 25 to 30% of the basis or the purchase price mm -hmm. is depreciable. Mm -hmm. and, and that's sort of around average I will sort of caution people on they hear an average or they see a percentage and then they start applying it down the road. Um, I've seen some of my clients get in trouble because uh, they just they promised an investor, oh, we'll get 30 percent on that. But mm. every deal is unique. So um, I just it's just sort of my asterisk to everybody is, hey, the, the percentages are good for talking. <clears> but um, Right. There's right. Always Keep it open ended. Yeah. So in terms of different product types, um, I, I should have brought a list, but uh, mobile home parks do a ton of mobile home parks. And interesting, mobile home parks, um, we can capture uh, between 50 and 90% of the purchase price. So if you purchase one for 1 million, sometimes I've got 900,000 out of that is depreciation. Mm. They're probably the, the widest ranging and the biggest um, variants. Self-storage, I did a ton of self-storage uh, investors this last year. Mm -hmm. And um, depending, the newer self-storage units 
are a big advantage to investors because the, the older self-storage units were constructed with block or stick. The new units are all metal screwed together. And one of the tests that the IRS applies is removability. And so that building could be disassembled and reassembled somewhere else. Because of that fact, it can be considered personal property. And because it's personal property, it can be depreciated quicker. Mm. So, uh, you know, so that's just an example. When somebody comes to me with self-storage, don't use the same percentage. I got to know how it's constructed. Right. Um, we've done car washes, bowling alleys, a lot of, um, in the last couple of years, we've done a lot of single family uh, because a lot of investors like myself, I've built a 20 home uh, portfolio. Uh, uh, Airbnb has picked up. Yeah. And so we're doing a whole lot more um, one-offs and portfolios in single family, mm -hmm. uh, duplexes, quads, and then apartment buildings. Um, I've, I've gone up to Atlanta and done a $30 million apartment building or syndicated. It's a syndicated product. Sure. Uh, warehouses. I was in um, uh, Fort Lauderdale last year and, and did a bunch of uh, storage warehouses to do that. Last week I was in South Beach, Miami. I got to stay overnight at a really cool hotel. $40 million hotel they just remodeled. Wow. And I was there to photo document the whole thing. And um, so hotels, uh, <clears throat> help people save there. And, you know, there's, I don't know, what other product types? And anything that's an investment. Right. Multifamily, apartment buildings, anything oh, did you already mention. Except mm -hmm. your own home. People right. ask about that. Right, right, right. Here's the one exception uh, you buy a duplex and you live in one half and you rent the other out. But other than that, your your own home is not eligible. So if you live in a in a small, uh, what people would call the two to four units, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, you can cost segregate that. Yeah. Yeah. You wow. Can, you can do basically we would the portion that yeah, you the rent portion, out. You know, whether it's one quarter, if it's a quad, right. or one half, and a duplex. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so that is the advantage. That's really sort of the only exception. Um, you know, before we got going, I showed you that thick book from the IRS. There's a lot of, a lot of other things we've got to be aware of. Sometimes there's mixed use. I've done mixed use where there's um, retail and multifamily, and then I've got to determine who has more of an income play. It's getting right. a little sophisticated, but you know, over <clears throat> the 16 years of doing this, I've, I've seen and, and done a lot. I've had people ask, can I depreciate vacant property? Because a lot of us buy property and rehab it and then rent it and technically until it's rent ready it's not an investment property so it's not eligible mm. but i generally tell people unless this is a year-long vacancy we're not worrying about it gotcha gotcha wow i so, have i have a quick question yeah. just because uh I, th I think a lot of people that are tuning in or that are watching now that are going to watch are going to be right on board with us and right on par with a lot of what we're talking about. But for some of the people that this is brand new to, what is it to even depreciate an asset? So uh, what are typical assets that are depreciated? We can talk about the, single family homes, something okay, so, easy. Yeah. You know, and I'm going back to the 20% tax bracket. On that question, it was 120,000. That's, that's 20% of 600,000. But uh, so mm. in a, I was going, that number didn't sound right. So in, in a single family, um, the most common things are carpeting, uh, kitchen cabinets, uh, ceiling fans, um, a lot of things that are removable, blinds that are removable that don't 
take away from the building being a building. For whatever reason, though, you can't remove, you can't claim a bathroom cabinet, but I can claim a kitchen cabinet. Mm. But that's one of the quirks. And then that all that is considered personal property. Then on the outside, you have land improvements, and those can be depreciated over 15 years. And land improvements would be your driveway, whether it's gravel, asphalt, concrete would be a separate deck, uh, a pool, fence. Um, and then there's always a lot of gray areas. And I sort of reserve when I'm doing for customers uh, cost segregation studies. Um, I have a list of gray area because the IRS doesn't isn't always specific on you can claim this or you can't. Right. If you claim it, you have to defend it. Um, so gray areas are like mulch and shrubs and planting. Gotcha. When I need to really be aggressive, I go into the gray areas. I got you. I got you. So <clears throat> depreciation, right, for people watching is basically, uh, well, I'll, I'll let you explain it. What is depreciation? Well, so, you know, it's an asset that just tires and wears out over time. If you bought that as an investor, that, that single family home as a rental, you know, over 27 and a half years, it would become worn out and dated. So it's uh, something that the IRS said, all right, investors, we're going to allow you because you, your property is wearing out. And so the value is going down. Right. In theory, you know, they don't, the IRS doesn't look at things like necessarily inflation or market value, just the basis, the time you bought it. The tangible value. So, right. So they consider that <clears throat> going down. So that's, it's just, it's decreasing value. They allow you to put that on the books. Now, when you do, uh, sell the property you've got to recapture the depreciation but that's generally recaptured at a lower rate and it's captured down the road so it comes down to net present value yeah mm -hmm. oh, we're, we're saving you money today that you're keeping in your pocket that you're not paying the government all per their guidelines right mm -hmm. and that's that's what it and then you just 1031 yep into Pe something else people have done 1031s i have had a few people <clears> though <throat> not do 1031s, but buy a property that we can highly depreciate and mm. use that depreciation to offset, to offset their gain. Right, right, so right, it's right. sort of an alternative to 1031. Right, right. Um, but before we go any further to disclaimer, I'm not an accountant, don't have a CPA. Um, <laughs> I have worked with them. I do work with them, but this is such a niche. Um, the IRS, you don't need to be a CPA. Mm -hmm. And actually 99% of CPAs don't know this because it is a niche. Right. Um, I usually get referrals and work with them. Undoubtedly, maybe later in the evening, we may have a question. I might just punt and say, that's one for your accountant. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, right, totally. right. Yep, so, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, no, I love just it. Just that disclaimer. So um, let's say you buy a house for $200,000, mm -hmm. right? The government or the IRS right. will let you depreciate that right. over 27 and a half years, right. right? So what that means is, and I'm not the best in math, I'm just going to bring in a head. whiteboard. Yeah. <clears throat> 27 and a half years of 200,000 divided by 27. Mm -hmm. So you can um, take a loss of $7,272 of your income. You, you, right? do, you know, once you've done your, your basically your, your, your return and you're coming up with a number that you need to pay on, you know, it almost is plugged in last and it then right. reduces that by that yep. 7,000. Yep. So let's say you had an income of 150,000, mm -hmm. right? You, and you bought an investment property for 200,000. Mm -hmm. You can on your $150,000 worth of income, 
<clears throat> you can subtract that right. seventy two hundred bucks, yeah, and then only pay taxes on a hundred and forty two thousand, right. right? Right. So now let's say you own ten properties, and you do that. Um, that is seventy two thousand right. dollars. So if you have ten rental properties that are worth two hundred thousand, and you bought them for two hundred thousand each, um, you can depreciate on your right. first year, every year you can do that Absolutely. over 27 and a half years. Your, your accountant should be doing that by de yep. default. Mm -hmm. So if you own 10 rental properties and you have an income of 150,000 and you depreciate those on the basic schedule of depreciation, right. you can only pay, you would only have to pay taxes on about half of that. Correct. Right. Because you're able to subtract the 72,000 of your uh, depreciation from your income right right now take it a step further call me cost segregation yeah. comes exactly. right so what cost segregation is is accelerating that instead of doing it over 27 and a half years you hire a professional to do a cost segregation study Analysis. Okay. on on your property and they're able to show to the irs that instead of depreciating it over 27 and a half years, you said like outside, do they can do the driveway and the pavement? Okay. They can well, do let, that over. Let, yeah, me, so let me take your, your number, your $200,000 number. Although the one little asterisk is you, you can't depreciate land. So $200,000 right. purchase. Oh, right, so right, we right, just, right. we'll just say you bought it for 220, 20,000 okay. with land. So Perfect. we're at 200,000. You've got the 7,000, which is sort of the standard depreciation. And I come, this is a very typical home. So I find 25% of that value to be, personal property and land improvements. So that's 50,000 versus seven. Yes. Now the 2017 tax act that was passed allows <clears throat> what is called bonus depreciation. So everything I find, because well, let me backtrack. So the depreciation, I categorize it either under five years or 15 years. Yep. So now you've got more upfront and you're, you're basically as time goes on, you're depreciating less, but you've got a whole bunch up front. IRS, under the Tax Act 2017 says you can take all the depreciation you find as bonus and claim it year one this year. That was beginning 2017. That is going to go away in 2022. So anybody buying property this year, or 23, uh, pardon me, will still be able to claim bonus depreciation. So that 50,000 we found, you can claim that and yeah. on those <clears throat> other 10 homes, you yeah. know, you've got you've got all that. Uh, it is going to, the bonus part is going to tear down. So the next year is 80, then 60, and then 40. Um, so, but it's still been a, a, a huge boom to investors to have that all front. I mean, I've had people call me to say, you know, these guys are big time investors. I got a $500,000 tax bill. Right. You, know, you gotta, you gotta find Make I don't something. Pay. I can't pay sometimes. Yeah. So you gotta yeah, find yeah. as much as you can on this on this property. And fortunately, because of bonus depreciation, we can give them all up front. Right. Um, I had one client that um, wasn't sure. And uh, actually two studies we did, they didn't use need to use the depreciation, but it doesn't go away. So they're employing it for the next tax right. year. Right. Yeah. So is the term bonus depreciation the same as accelerated depreciation? Uh, for the most part, you know, there's a lot of different um, words that are interchanged and can be confusing. For example, my website where people can go to to do just single family. We call it um, your 
your rental home refund. We don't even get into cost segregation because that can sometimes just confuse right, right. people. But rental yeah, home refund. Rental That's home awesome. refund. Um, so yes, it's we're just accelerating it, putting it all up front because bonus, the law allows us and you, the taxpayer, to claim bonus. Mm -hmm. So essentially the same thing. Okay. What what is the link to your website? Uh it's it's www.taxdpro.com taxdpro.com do we have that up there perfect tax d e p pro or just yeah, d e p p r o yeah. oh perfect perfect, perfect. Yeah, now, actually i've got a um for the next i think well my my uh website guy is downtown today but i believe starting friday um for the next week people can just plug in the word red zone and get a discount Mm. But it just won't. It's not active tonight. Okay, I have yeah. a really interesting question. I believe I know the answer to it, but I think by asking it, it's going to help a lot of people. Okay, because yeah. we do have a lot of real estate investors that yeah. watch this. Um, a lot want to buy and hold, mm -hmm. um, and I think the ideal buy and hold is <clears> one <throat> that you can use the burst strategy with, right? Okay. So the burst strategy, you want to buy it at a, a certain price fix it up and refinance out completely so you have no money left in the deal. So if someone has that special bird deal as to where it's worth, I don't know, let's I'm going to make numbers up. $200,000 house we've been talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So they get it for let's say $60,000. Mm -hmm. They're all in for $100,000 and they totally refinance that with the bank and get all their money back out of the deal so they have no money and essentially almost like they have a free house. Yeah. Can they still do a cost segregation analysis on that deal? Yeah, absolutely. And okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty close on my 20. Half of them are, are successful burrs. Mm. Um, but that's a great question it, it, with the qualification is, is it's according to the IRS, it's the basis. So it's what you purchased it for and how much you put into it. Mm -hmm. It's not how much you refinanced it for or appraisal value. Right. So we found that if, out. If you bought for 60 and put 100 in, that's your basis. And mm -hmm. then I've got to take land value out of that. Yep. Um, now, land, the lower <clears throat> the land, the greater amount of basis. And the greater amount of basis, the more you can depreciate. Yep. Um, so the temptation is to go low on land. Um, and that is something the IRS is looking at. Mm -hmm. So um, I will go as low as defendable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I've seen yep. some people go ridiculously low. Um, right. You know, one one note since we bring up the IRS because everybody's like, you know, uh, the audit word comes up, but there isn't one single thing on your tax return that that shows or demonstrates or says you did a, co a cost seg study. So they don't know. You're just plugging in the depreciation numbers where they sure. normally go. Mm. Um, and it's almost like an insurance policy. I showed you that copy when yep. we started. You put it in your your you know file cabinet, and then if right. it comes up. That is the defense. Yeah. Yep, sure, 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 sure. So, awesome. so, um, so the burr. So the hundred thousand dollar all in number, even though it's worth 200,000, that's the number that you go off of the hundred thousand yeah. dollars minus the land. And we might right. call the land worth $10,000. Yeah. So the study would be based off of yeah. the, uh, yeah. that amount yeah, minus yeah, the land for appraisal. And it's just, again, it's what's on the book. Right. Now it does makes it want to overpay for houses. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, so it's still the beautiful thing about that. It's still a beautiful thing because yeah. they don't have any of their cash right. in the deal. Yeah. So in that example, how much is 25%, 20 to 25 grand? Yeah. And that could potentially be uh, depreciated um, <clears throat> from their taxable income, Absolutely. which is still a move in, 
a great direction. Well, it's awesome because you have no money into it right. and you get to depreciate. Yeah. 20 I mean, grand. Really, uh, depreciation is, you know, that I, I thought I brought the list, but you know, the top five reasons to own investment property and it's, it's number three. Right. There's, right. You right. know, uh, cash flow and probably appreciation. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and depreciation. Right. And um, I feel like just, the, the, the thing about it is a lot of people can own real estate and most people, I think the reason why it's <clears throat> like cost sake should have been something we've known about for years. I mean, I've was, known you for like five years and we were in a mastermind <laughs> yeah, together yeah. and you were doing cost eggs and it just yeah. wasn't hot. Like yeah. you're in a mastermind full of real estate investors. No one's talking about cost egg. Now you go to a real estate mastermind. For sure. Everybody's talking about cost egg, yeah. right? And I feel like it's because everybody was broke back then. No one had any money. <laughs> well, um, I think it's just you. I mean, just cash geeks themselves. You know, you've established and, and blown the market up, and 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 then just naturally, I think we've seen Jacksonville. So everything's just coming together, right? And right. now, as we're investors, I mean, I just started three years ago. I was poor saver, so my portfolio is my retirement. You yeah, know, and I've been doing cost takes all along. I never mm -hmm. just didn't want to be a landlord, but um, so it's been there since I think. Um, Officially, it came into existence. I think it's 1986 or 19. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 1986. So mm -hmm. it started slow, and and uh, you know I essentially started in 2006, and we were just doing one or two with my CPA partner. Um, this last year, I probably did 150 plus. Wow. wow. Um, and the last four years, our business <clears throat> has really uh, ballooned as well. My former right. uh, CPA partner who passed away. We we weren't official partners, but um, he was sort of the rainmaker, and he got involved in some commercial um academy groups and gotcha. um, so uh, the word got out and those people yeah. see the <clears throat> see the benefit but it's usually like my friends and family i just i do consulting related to investment properties right they don't know they don't know it takes a little while to understand yeah, yeah, yeah. but if you're an investor and after a year or two you got some cash flow and you got a check looking at you know you want to write to uncle sam you're like uh, what can i do accountant and again there are accountants there's probably not many that probably most know the name, but, um, right. Uh, you know, it behooves you guys to be with an <clears> account <throat> that really knows real estate. And, right. Uh, but most right. know it. They just, you know, they can't do it. I have somebody who says, well, your studies aren't signed by a CPA. I'm like, well, I could get one to sign it, but you know, it's me going through an estimating a process and using RS means and mm -hmm. breaking it all apart. And it's not something, yeah, you would know. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And that's and that's huge because a lot of people like like you said, they go to their accountant for tax mm -hmm. advice yep. and and not a lot of accountants know about this. Um, or they might know about it, but they don't yeah, advise not, it. Yeah. Um so as far as all of your cost segs that you've done, mm -hmm. right? Selfishly, it sounds like mobile home parks. Are the sexiest to buy for cost egg? It, yeah, I mean, yeah. From if you're saying, hey, which yeah, cost eggs? That's there's no doubt. Um, I mean, there's some property where you know I struggle to get twenty percent. If it's a <clears throat> if it's an industrial warehouse, you know, and it's just a big open space, there's just not a whole lot there. Right, um, right. To personal property again. So yeah, the mobile home parks and um, there's you know a lot of investors for the last few years. I'm like. Sometimes I'll send them a little email. Here's your study. You got a heck of a lie, you right. know, because I'm seeing this going. You man, you got this 
mobile home park. I need to buy a park this year, bro. 70, yeah. 70 units for, for a hundred thousand. And, you know, I do some quick math because I did, I did work with Mark Smilichap for a few years and yeah. I'm like, you know, you got these for 13,000 a unit a pad. Mm -hmm. Right. And, right. you know, just break it down and there's the income. That's pretty good. Because right. I just did a cost sake study for another guy and, you know, he bought it for 60,000 a pad and um, his income isn't twice. Right. So you right, just, right, you, right. you, I see things and it's just like, wow, these guys, you know, some good, some really good deals. And again, it just depends. The minimum is generally 50% on a mobile home park. Right. 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 And, uh, you know, it's, if you get a really good buy, there has been a time where I could, in theory, <clears throat> depreciate more. Right. Than, right. Than well, we were looking at, <laughs> yeah, mm. we were looking at a syndication. Yeah. Um, and they were offering us uh, more than our one for one return. Right. Then, and it was a mobile home park. Yeah. It was a mobile home park. And I think for every hundred thousand that we gave them, I think it was like 114,000 that we could depreciate. It was like one point something. Uh -huh. I think this year, which we had never seen on other, uh, LPs, uh, you yeah. know, other syndications offering typically it's a little bit lower um, or a yeah. lot lower than what you're investing. Yeah. All right. So you give them a hundred grand, you can depreciate 50 grand out right. of it. These guys, we were, you know, that's we like 1.2. Yeah, 1.2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some good, um, I've, I've got some, some of the clients that relationships or usually I'm just, you know, I'm sort of the guy behind the desk of the email, but, you know, I've got them saying, you know, call me before you purchase because a lot are getting investors involved. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to misquote or mispromise depreciation. Right. So, you know, I think I've done, uh, at least for mobile home parts, <coughs> bless, bless you, Dom. I think yeah. I've done four or five uh, consulting. So that I said, you know, this looks like it's going to be in this range. So now they can promise that. But I've seen some really good um, memorandums or offering memorandums for yeah. self-storage and for mobile home. And mm. some of the returns you're talking about. Right. I mean, right, right, some right. like the cash on cash or the total whatever number it's in the twenties. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So I wanted to ask, because we, we mentioned earlier, you can, you can accelerate the depreciation mm -hmm. on your investments, but not your home. Right. Right. The home is on a regular depreciation schedule. No, it's not. No, it's not. not. No, you can't. No. Didn't know yeah, or realize. Yeah. Yeah. No, not your what, what if, <laughs> what if yeah. you sell your home to an LLC that you own? Is that a loophole, a legal loophole? Yeah, I would I, I don't know, but I, you know, on the face of it, no, because it's just, I think, um, you know, the courts sort of see LLC as a sort of a pass through and it would still on your tax return, it would still pass through to you. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any way around it other than. Um, and then you pay rent to the LLC. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Ask your accountant. I don't think so, because it's just, it sounds, I love gray areas, but. Um, sounds like it sounds like I need to open up an LLC. And buy Dom's house, right? And, you and then buy, Dom pays right. me rent, and you then do, vice versa. You can do that. Mm -hmm. You guys could do that. Are you in? Uh, legally, are we allowed to legally, do that? Legally, are we in? <laughs> I'm not a CPA or an attorney. I, I love that though. Here you go. He says it's legal. He said it's okay, no, so no, we're gonna I'm do just, it. You know, I can't answer. I love your. Thanks opinion. for your legal advice. I'll, I'll, you know, actually, with um, sort of side note with with. Um, you know, everything that's going on with interest rates and inflation and mortgages going up. I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe somebody from Texas and somebody from Jack's Beach, it's just swap homes, mm. right? Because they both have great, maybe they both bought three or four years ago and they got great interest rates. They don't want to lose 
Right. Oh, that's swap true. titles. That's true. Oh, if swap you, it, titles, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Swap titles and just reconcile the price difference and keep right. the margin. Yeah. Um, that is interesting. Mm, yeah. yeah. Like a little subject to trade. That would have to be the perfect scenario, right? I you know. have to find someone from that city that has a house that's similar to, to what they're looking for. Things, you know, the practicality is it just, <laughs> it just, it just doesn't. Now there are uh, the internet data and information is making things uh, easier or possible at least. Yeah, I think I told my uh, realtor, Red Zone Realty, about a year ago. I said, um, you know, one of our rich owners needs to start fronting the buyer's cash mm. and make a little. So they can buy the homes with cash and then refinance them um, because it's just, you know, buying home retail was just really tough this last year. Unless you're right. a cash buyer. Right, right, right. And, and a couple of companies have started doing that. Yeah. So, so what exactly are they doing? I, I'm not sure the specifics, um, but there's companies that, you know, I'm buying. I'm a retail buyer. and I'm moving into Jacksonville. And, mm -hmm. and at least a couple of months ago, it was hard to buy a home without you know, cash and competing. So right, this organization sure. was, they would, they would provide you the cash yeah. to take it down. They'd obviously vet that individual to and see then, if they'd get approved for the loan. Well, yeah, they, they would do the underwriting. Plug a fee in there somewhere. Right. And okay. Then, and they do a rent to own, right? It, well, then it's, it's not, I don't, I wouldn't call it rent to own because it sort of implies sort of long-term much. No, it's a, it's then goes right to financing. Hmm. So I think what these guys are doing is they're guaranteeing, actually, they're guaranteeing the seller this is a cash deal if they can't get financing. There's mm. a little twist to it, but nevertheless, okay. it was just like. But I can see that that first pre-step of you're coming to me from a mortgage that I'm providing to you or vice versa. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because of so much competition on the market, I'd front you the cash. Right. For right. the home, yep. there'd be some type of yeah. lean in there, I'm Absolutely, sure. Yeah. Well, you buy it, and then it goes into the loan process. You get approved. Yeah. Well, that's what... And um, then there's an extra fee. Have you heard of a, of a hedge fund called Pathway? They're, they just... No. That's what they're the doing. Guy. So basically, yeah, so they're buying houses, and then their owner financing them out, but they're buying houses to give their clients options, or you can go to them with the house that's on the market, you're pre-vetted from their program. Right, yeah. They buy the house and then sell it to you. There's another company that, that American something that, that has been doing that for a while for, for more, more or less for people that have sort of credit issues that aren't right. bad. Right, so, right, right, right. you know, we'll, we'll buy the home, we'll rent it to you for two years, you get a balloon payment. Right. Right. And uh, sort of helping them out because they don't credit. So there's yes. a lot of, but mine yes. was purely, you know, cash up front. Mm. get the deal but um you gotta have a lot yeah. of cash yeah but um you know you got to protect yourself but there's probably probably a market right or, yeah there's also a company named divvy that i've heard it's like d-i-v-v-y and uh divvy? no i'm trying to think of the name of yeah. this other company it's knock something or other there's probably somebody out there screaming it's uh, oh it, i've i think i've heard of that there's it's, it's just knock yeah i, I think, think. So. yeah okay yeah and then with divvy you pick a house that you want to buy off the market they'll buy it for cash and then they sell or finance it to you over the course of a year or two, or it's a lease option. Right. It's right. more of a lease option. Though. Yeah. I mean, 60 minutes at a piece in Jacksonville is the number one market. Um, but uh, the here in Jacksonville uh, from the retail standpoint, um, it slowed down a lot. Right. right, right. Yeah. Which is, yeah, you know, yeah. it's probably a relatively healthy thing. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's, uh, it's one of those things where, it's very unsafe for the 
growth to continue the way that it has been. Yeah. Like there's just no way property values can continue right. to go up 20% year over year. Yeah. Year over year. You do that for five years straight. Like, yeah, dude, that's insane. Right. I mean, we, yeah, we're, uh, if you have a home now, you're, you're, you know, you're probably at the top of your equity wealth and next right. year you'll be a little lower. I don't think it's gonna be terrible. This is, I don't think it's gonna be anything like the, um, the great recession because that had to do with just messed up mortgages mm -hmm. and, right. um, and the financial, everything collapsed. Right. We right. still are going to have complete huge, oversight. Huge yeah. demand is still going to be there. It's just going to lessen because interest rates have pushed a lot of people out of the market. Right. But, um, it, the demand is still going to be there and we'll probably have a softening in price. And I, I just think, you know, in a two years, we're going to be picking up, we're, we're probably going to be getting used to interest rates that are more historically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're killing me right now because I'm trying to refinance, but historically oh, they're, you know, they're, they're pretty reasonable. So I think we'll get a normal market. And, yeah. uh, but as if you're a landlord, um, it's probably a relatively good thing because less people can buy, you know, more renters. Right. 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 So. Yeah. We're in the middle of refinancing a house right now. And, um, same challenge with the mm -hmm. interest rates yeah. and we're, and we thought about selling it, but we cost-segged it. Yeah. So we're like, oh, well, now we have to do that. So, ah, fuck it. We'll just yeah, take the interest absolutely. rate hit. Well, you, yeah, you have the cost segregation analysis um, that you're buried into, which is a good thing in a way. Right. And then prepayment penalties based yeah. on the type of loan yeah, that you pulled these, out. Yeah, the investment loans. So I'm going right into that, but uh, you know, I'm long-term. So, yeah, I mean, Long-term exactly. for me is exactly. 10 years. Long -term. Same. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. So yeah. um, what is the typical cost to do a cost seg. Yeah, great question. I don't have a number per se. I know everybody wants to know that. Um, for let's start this with just for a real basic single family home. Um, my website, I've got I've automated cost segregation to be done. That's my the, the taxdepro.com. Get your new home, your refund home on your home. Um, that is twelve hundred dollars uh, for one home, and it go you could plug in any value but honestly i would suggest that most people if you got a home worth more than seven hundred fifty thousand, you don't use my automated site because we can only capture so much mm -hmm. um, gotcha i am that part of that promotion is um we're, we're charging 9.95 to for the next couple of weeks to everybody it goes mm. through there so 1200 is sort of the base um, when i do single family homes that you know around a million to two million um Generally, I'm around fifteen hundred to nineteen hundred. It just depends. Yeah. That's the price range. And then um, I th my most expensive one ever was, I think, fifteen thousand. But you know, it was a hundred million dollar property. Wow. So the average. Did they get thirty million? They got a lot. They got a lot, and those are you know that's great to say on the show, but I mean that's once every three years. Right. Right. I, right, I, right. Like the one I'm doing, I did in Miami. That's a forty million dollar. And um, uh, the fee was eighty five hundred. Gotcha. Probably the mean for like the mobile home parks and self storage, and mm -hmm. then a lot of those are purchased in the one to three million dollar price range. It's probably around three thousand ish. Okay. I would say um, I will bulk discount when there's a whole bunch. Um, you know, an eight million. We did eight million dollar apartment building. It was forty five hundred. Okay. But I look at. Um, I look at the purchase price. I look at, you know, how difficult it is. Um, there's just, there's those factors. Right, e even right. time in uh, August, September, 
it's a little slower. Although there's a lot of people that file returns in October, right. so it picks up. And then January through April is just killer for me. I'm working yeah. 10, yeah, 15 yeah. hours a day. Wow. Uh, and, uh, uh, but it's good. It's right. good. Sure. So, but that's, I mean, so not an average. I can't, you know, it's like, and I don't give percentages. If, if you bought a $3 million property, it's 1.2%. I mean, I, I, sometimes those things work, but I think right, what right. I shared with you just gives an idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I was pretty surprised to hear um, all the different types of properties that you're experienced with. Like, I would have imagined with the cost segregation analysis studies, um, people specialize in single family or they specialize in multifamily, or whatever. But you're talking about bowling alleys and commercial, whatever, um, well, mobile homes, self storage. You don't want to turn it away. So that's true. Can do you feel like you can go into any? kind of piece of real estate oh, for sure. and easily or successfully do a cost. Yeah. Okay. The, you don't have to be experienced with that type of. Well, the, they're, the, they're challenging the, you know, uh, the hundred million dollar property that uh, maybe it's an industrial complex. It has a crane running through it and mm -hmm. dedicated electric, you know, that you really got to get into that. Right. Right. Um, right. But I've been doing it for 16 years and my, my background says real estate. I was, um, I was in commercial real estate. I'm in residential real estate. I've done a couple flips, a couple wholesales. I'm an investor, sell real estate. Um, Marcus Millichap. I was a builder for 15 years in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. After I sold my construction company, I did construction sales, um, you know, blueprints. So, um, you know, I'm pretty comfortable around buildings and construction of property. Sometimes I go to a restaurant, I look around, I was joking with other cost said guy, we just look around and what we see is, well, you know, your laminate floor, that's, you can take that. And we're, <laughs> our wives are eating and we're thinking, oh yeah, there's, Dude, that's there's so something. Funny. So yeah, there's probably some challenges, but those are, those are rare. I mean, most are, um, it, like anything, you get really good at doing it. So, um, right, right. and you know, I just see it. The, I, I think that, you know, some of the advantages I have is, Oh, there are firms like, uh, what is it, KMPG, you know, these huge firms have some back office guys with an engineering degree that do it. But, you know, I'm out there doing it and and I'm somebody that you can contact. And so I'm not sheltered in the background and I and I and I know I know property. So right. I just, I've got right. the experience. The other thing is, is you, I've got a background in real estate and that helps me determine land value. Because most people come and, you know, it's not part of the purchase price. And um, mm -hmm. so you need, I need to find land value, something that's defendable. And if you're just an engineer in the back, you don't, you don't know how to, right. to sure. do that. Right. So, yep. um, I would, you know, I would say based on time and experience that, you know, probably in the top 10 or 20%, yeah, just just because time has that. Yeah. Sure, sure. Oh, yeah, no, that's, yeah awesome. that's major. So uh, two questions. Mm -hmm. What is the typical turnaround time yeah. on doing a cost setting? Right. And then, so I guess we'll just start off with that. Are one. you a, a good client or a, a jerk? <laughs> <laughs> and is it tax season or not tax season? Right. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's Have true. You paid? Usually on, on studies over 2000, I ask about a quarter down. You know, if you made your quarter payment, you drag it. Uh, I generally, you know, an off season, um, I ask people, when do they need it? I mean, I got people calling me now. We just want to get on the books and you come do it anytime you want. That's what's right. great about right, it. Right, right. Um, and then I've had people, you know, three days before April 15th saying yeah. I need the cost sake done. And, you know, so I stay up and spend all night. Generally, though, I, 
um, gathering, there's, there's an email dialogue. So I gather documents, I review the documents, I ask for more and, and do all that. That takes several days. And then um, I do my research and have one other person look at it. So uh, about a week, you yeah. know, I can, I can turn them. But, you know, when you're really in that mode, you, you can crack. Right. Um, so about a week. I think that's and true. then, and you said, um, if people are doing like syndications and stuff like that, and they can they can check in with you before yeah. they buy, or they're maybe yeah. thinking about making the the offering, yeah, and or maybe we're looking at buying a house and we're like, hey, we want to figure out how yeah. much we could depreciate. Yeah. Um, what's the land the value that you think? You know, okay, that's so just a free so people can I mean, check in with you. I don't track if they call me back or cost. Right, right. It's part of business. Right. You guys yeah. Know that. Sure. Then, you know, I always learn something, so it's just a courtesy. And uh, um, yeah, I've already gosh, a hotel guy too. Um, so yeah, I've done several yeah. and more and more. Um, I think it's particularly important when you've got a partner or an investor and you're yeah. telling them something. Right. Um, check with me. Right. You know, oh, that's I'll, awesome. I'll just put it between, I'll go to Google Earth and I'll put it between the lens. And I right. always tell you like, hey, hey, Dominic, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'll probably find, you know, 100, 200,000. Please don't just remember 200. It's the range, but um, yeah, I think that's right. the best thing to so, do. Oh, that's awesome. So what about the, so the really expensive projects, mm -hmm. so the $100 million mm -hmm. multifamily or yeah. commercial property, whatever it is, those I'm sure tend to take longer than about a week or is it all about well, a week? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I like to, I always like to cushion myself. Uh, you know, on the $100 million, it's, um, let me think of, well, let's go more realistic, like a $40 million um, apartment building, 300 doors in Atlanta. Okay. You know, it's class A. It's maybe got a couple pools. So I go do a site visit and that takes a day and a couple days to gather data, put it all together. And then I'm crunching it for a day or two. Um, so, you know, in theory, I can turn that in a week, but mm. if it's, there's travel plans that, you know, on the big ones, I got to go. Right. On smaller property, I can get it from Street View and Google Earth. Um, but then, you know, like anything you do, you, I mean, I saw your room, you, you've got a system. And yeah. with the larger apartment complexes, um, I make sure that I detail out each floor plan. But even a, uh, uh, you know, 300 door probably only has five, six floor plans. Right. And then right. I just that makes sense. It. My system multiplies it. Right. And, right. Um, yeah, I'm pretty good at Google Earth on measuring. And so you learn. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. What's the furthest you've traveled for a project? Oh, that's a great question. Um, we've done one in Puerto Rico. I didn't travel there, but it was because part of the U.S. tax. Um, mm. I, was up, I was in Minnesota in December, a four-degree day. In December. Yeah, that Sounds sucked. fun. And I just take the picture and put my hands back in my Take your swimming trunks? Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> butt cold. But... Uh, I like to get out to Southern California, like we were talking about, family and friends there. <laughs> sure. You know, not as often. Uh, there's on occasion, I will um, occasionally call a uh, local real estate photographer to get to a property that I just can't get to right. in time. Oh, that's cool. So um, we'll do that. Or, that's you know, smart. I'll say, okay, dear owner, um, could your property manager, facility manager do a FaceTime. We did a lot of that during the pandemic. Yep. Oh, wow. The IRS likes you to travel, but the practicality, or site visit, but the practicality is you just, you can't. And for the, you know, for $100,000 home, you just, it's ridiculous. So um, more and more you're seeing firms and cost aid guys using um, that type of uh, approach. Right, right, right. Okay. So. And, and on Airbnbs, mm -hmm. since we own the furniture, Mm -hmm. Can we depreciate the furniture? I okay, so that's a that's a gray area. Okay. Um, 
but I really need yeah. cost savings. Yeah. <laughs> I include it. Um, I include it. it. It's a gray area because it's it's something that's not attached. Right. And well, I can attach it. So there you go. Um, but a lot of people, the accountant may not. And so, and if I get over, like if it's um, a new purchase and they give me their cost sheet, I, I do. I include it as five-year property. Gotcha. And um, haven't had any problems. And it's, right. you know, the, the other alternative, it, it's, yeah. So, um, and that's one of those areas where if somebody needs something, I say, okay, we're going to put 30000 in for furnishings and decor. Right. 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 Same thing with a hotel. I include, yeah. I include a lot of that for hotels. So on that note, if you had already had a cost segregation analysis done on a property, furniture went in after the fact, can you revisit that? Well, in theory, you can. The, the, uh, the price doesn't make it worth it in this instance. Right. But you bring up a great point. Um, two things we haven't talked about. One is um, that I can, go, I can do a look back cost seg study on property purchased any time in the past. Um, and that happens when people have a big tax liability and they go, oh, I never did one on this property. But if you have a property that you purchased maybe more than seven years ago, what I do, the effects are watered down. I've gotcha. done one for a property purchased 10 years ago. Um, and we did a whole bunch that were old. But uh, so generally, you know, in a lot, quite often I'm going back one or two years. Mm -hmm. right? uh, but seven is for the max. Um then uh, what I call it a 2.0, version 2.0. I've got guys who buy um, a strip center, and for the first two years, they just stabilize it, and then they do a whole facelift. So they buy the strip center for $2.5 million, and they do a million and a half facelift. That's pretty significant. So right, we did the cost egg study on the first one. I've got all that detail. They give me what they did, photographs, um, and then I do a second one. But gotcha. just for the furniture, sometimes right. this is what I tell people for maybe once or twice a year, I just like, Tom, just put that under five year. Right. <laughs> just tell your accountant you don't need it. I mean, it's just not worth it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes total sense. I got you. So this year we're costing all the furniture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just put in a number and not, you know, I include it. Yeah. So yeah. what might have been the most unusual project that you've been a part That's of? That's a great question. I know there's been a couple yeah. big ones throwing out these big numbers. I'm jealous. Forty yeah. million dollars well, makes me feel like we need line. to step up our game. It's not that often. I mean, most the average, I guess, probably around the two million. Although we're doing so many single families, pushing that down. Because the the pro, the one the syndication you were talking about was a campground with mobile homes and RVs yeah. and things like that. So that was like a variation of like unusual properties and nothing seems. How about a strip club? Can you cost seg a strip club? Why did you bring that up? <laughs> well, I'm thinking about buying one. You're thinking of oh, your plans later. No, you're thinking of your plans later. I'm, That's I'm thinking why. of my my future depreciation and appreciation. Well, you can There's definitely. Sale Is there one for Beaver. sale for real? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. How much can I cost? You could uh, with that one before before improvements. I could probably get you twenty percent. I've been through it. I walked through it. Oh no way. Yeah, because we're. I've got a friend and I were thinking of doing some type of uh, parking niche. Um, I think it's still for sale, but they, the city shut it down. Mm. <laughs> no, the reason I ask, just because um, well, we were thinking about ass geeks, <laughs> ass, ass geeks for for the strip club. Well, you're gonna have um, my friends will be coming in. That's so funny you bring that up because I was wearing a shirt today that says Jesus loves strippers because mm. I'm part of a ministry <laughs> that we go into strip clubs. We bring we bring the women free no uh, free way. free food, and and the managers let us so. Um, I, oh, as a guy, wow. I don't, 
I sit in there as their security. I sit outside. But I was like, did somebody set you up? But, oh, that's yeah, funny. So we just have that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, yeah, you can do. So stuff. you could cause like a strip club. Absolutely. We don't, you know, it's business. It's real estate. Um, I don't, uh, right. I don't ask. Right. I, you know, I guess I'd be in there taking photos. Yeah. What about yeah. mobile homes without the land? Like it's <laughs> yeah. a motor vehicle at that point, right? How so does that work? There's, there's been a great debate on that. And I've seen blogs where some experts are saying, you know, it's, um, since it's on wheels, it's transportable, it's five year, but. I, I could take you right now to the IRS website. It's 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 27 and a half year. So mobile or not, it's considered residential. Okay. Uh, but we still do the same thing. We take the blinds and the carpet and, and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so we appreciate we appreciate right. that. And then like in a mobile the same home, way whether it's attached to land or not. Yeah, and that's how the IRS considers it. They said it's 27 and a half year. It's residential investment. So right. you, you know right. it's. We, we have to think of it just as a home to some degree, but then I can take the, um, if the mobile homes underneath them have a pad, a concrete pad, that's a land improvement. So mm -hmm. I claim that mm. and the connections, um, most of the mobile homes, uh, are private roads. So I can septic claim all tank. The well, yeah. Septic and well is a gray area. Really? Um, huh. That's a I, shitty area. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's a brown area. Yeah, right? yeah. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't leave me hanging. All right. So um, I, you know, sometimes as a classic <clears throat> professional, there's things in your mind you just like, you know, I, I know I've got something the IRS says no, and, and it's cases. That's right. how they. It's right, just right. case studies. Right. And so you could argue something they say is not and successfully win because it's a case study. And, right. Um, so yeah, it's there. There are some conflicting things more strong that it's not right, right. But, um, when I need to, I'll, I'll make an argument. I mean, one of my pets, you've got this um, ceiling tile. Mm -hmm. If we had a step ladder, I could take that ceiling tile down in 15 seconds. Right. They consider that permanent and, and 27 and a half year property. Mm. And, and I'm like, I don't, that's, it passes. There's test removability and replacement and these don't last forever it's crazy right. that's right. the one case it's the one audit i want to get in front of and argue acoustic ceilings and i almost always take those for my clients i gotcha um, i gotcha so you know because why is that permanent right. i wonder if it's just because no one can readily access it without a tool or a ladder I, mean, or... I, I suppose i could actually pull the logs and go into the records of the court case right but it's just you know because you'll go to restaurants and they're they're half ceiling, sometimes open ceiling, and they painted the underside. Mm -hmm. right, right, and it's right. it's just decorative and it's removable. Right. But right, right. That makes sense. Yep. Mom. So for people interested in learning more, using mm -hmm. your services, maybe they just want to learn more because yeah. they're like, yo, that episode was awesome, but I have no idea what the fuck you guys said <laughs> right. the whole time. Yeah. But I know it's something I keep hearing. For new Everybody's investors. saying cost Right. How can people reach out to you? I think the best way is cell phone or email. <clears throat> okay. Um, I don't have a, uh, a cost segregation website. The, the one website I gave out is where you actually go to plug in for your single family home. Okay. But the www.taxdepro.com um, is just where you start the process for your single families. No other website. So call me at, um, at 904. Can you put up his number, please? Yeah. 
And actually, as you guys all know, it's probably best to text because if I don't know the number, I'm going to let it. What was it again? One more time. 904-314-1776. And then emails is taxdepro at outlook.com. T-A-X-D-E-P-P-R-O. Um, and then I, I'm a small enough organization that, uh, you know, call me in person. Hey, um, and I'll, I'll get back to you. Yeah, and the Instagram handle is at I seg strip clubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, I, based on my demographics, I don't do Instagram. My son is happy about mm, that. Okay. Mm, okay. They don't want their parents I around. I do have another quick question that someone <laughs> asked on YouTube was... No, yeah. Yeah, a quick question someone asked on YouTube was, and I was curious yeah. about this. I, I think I've heard that, you know, someone might buy a property, do a project inside of one year mm -hmm. and not do the cost segregation analysis because they want to wait till next year because Absolutely. of whatever their preferences yeah, that are. That happens and, quite a lot, but yeah. they don't get the bonus. Right? So, so how long can they wait? They can, you, you don't have to do it. So, you know, from as default, let's say that's, that was residential. They're just taking the 127th. Mm-hmm. And then in a year, if they've got a big tax bill, they can do it. And in five years, they can do it. But at some point, they that 127 starts accumulating. And then enough. it makes it less worth it. it. Yeah, less worth it to do. But um, in terms of, uh, since we probably have some investors here, in terms of ROI, um, I was plunging some numbers. If you go and pay, my normal fee is 1200 just for um, for single family homes. And you plug in a $100,000 home. I find you twenty five thousand of depreciation, and you're in the twenty percent tax bracket. That's five thousand dollars I saved you. Yeah. So basic, my minimum is four to one, five to one return. Mm -hmm. And for these big syndicators and other properties, generally the cost seg is is in the <clears throat> twenty to one, the yeah, fifty to one price range. Yeah. That return if that makes sense. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So. You got your info. We we got your number up there. 904-314-1776. Tax D E P Pro right. at Outlook.com. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah. So well, I, th I feel like we need to have you back on. Because I feel like so you you brought in Show and the tell. the June it was a June. You said, or or the, July? The study that I did. Oh, no, oh, no, the no, new, no. The, the, the new. Yeah, I, yeah. It just came out June first. Yeah, June first. I mean, it's it's um, when I'm, it, you know, the study was always this thick. The guidelines from the IRS were revised in June of this year, so I'm just going through it to try to figure out I, which is new. Right. And just, right, right, right. Yeah. they don't point out the changes. No, there are some companies that, that do, and they charge a fee, and I'm too cheap. So <laughs> the IRS isn't that nice. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Because they don't want to make a mistake. And, right, so sure. It's just here you go. Yeah, There's yeah. 200 pages. You figure yeah. it out. Nice. And so what? So you have to just study that and figure out what's different, what's not, and just apply that to new cost segs? Yeah, that's true. Now, I, I work hand-in-hand -hand with a, um, a guy that's done cost segs for 15 years as well. And uh, he developed software, and so I've started using his software over the last couple okay. of years. Um, and so it's an RS means-based software. Um, he and I have worked together in putting models together. You know, I've said, hey, here's what I think is missing. Um, and so he he also stays in touch with that. So he makes sure that the model and the software jives with oh, that's tax awesome. law. Wow. So I've got that as a, a backup. 
and uh, usually once I'm done with the software, then there's always a little massaging and changing, and, and on occasion, yeah, 10% I'm adding items because RS means to capture everything. So there's there's always that uh, massaging that's done. But yeah, that 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 those guidelines keep you in check. And then I'm going to a conference in uh, I think it's in Austin in November. It's American Association of Cross-site Professionals. Pretty boring, but the good thing is they have a, a, a the chief tax auditor for cost is there. And, oh, wow. and and if I recall from three years ago, I think there's only like 15, 20 guys that that are uh, IRS auditors that have experience to do cost savings. Mm. And so he tells us a lot and gives us some good stuff, keeps us out of trouble. Right. right. But, right. you know, I just read the IRS is behind on 20 million crossing 20 million returns. And so yeah. how do again, you catch I, up on something like know. that? I, this is not, again, there, there's that they don't know that you do it. It's not a red flag. Right. It's, right. And, and you know what? So one of my studies get audited and I was a little aggressive. They might say, you know, Purdue, you were just, you know, the carpet isn't, you know, 20 bucks a, a square foot or a yard. So we reduce it. Right. Um, it's not the whole thing is thrown out. Sure. Rides are adjusted. Right. Maybe I lose my battle on the, on right, the right, acoustic. Right. So it, it's just not, it, you know, the downside is, yeah, it's a pain, but it's not that painful. Right. 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 That's awesome, man. Oh, well, yep. Mark, thank you so much yeah. for doing this, man. Appreciate it. Um, we've been, very intrigued and and very uh i would say focused on figuring out yes. cost segregation this cool getting niche. that tax bill i feel like yeah. if we probably would have um invested and bought like three to maybe three more homes we probably would have paid nothing in taxes last year right three to four more homes that's why year. i see a lot of huds dated december Yes. For a lot of projects, well, we bought seven houses in yeah. one day on yeah. December 21st. I see it with a lot of my clients, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I know what you're doing. We're getting a little bit more of a head start this year, right? right. So. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, amen. Um, hey, yeah, you got to start in the beginning of the year, right? Based right. on what your goals are and how yeah. you know, no, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much you for you being an open book. Yeah. Um, and if anybody has any questions, yeah. Mark is the guy to reach out to, been doing this for 16 years, mm -hmm. um, and we'll be talking soon to yep. do some more business. Man. Absolutely. It's good to yeah. see you, man. Awesome. And guys, thank you so much for yep. tuning in. I know this was a very advanced um, episode, so make sure that you rewatch it, re-listen to it. Um, again, this is not basics, right? But we tried to make it as basic as possible. Um, it took us five years into the game to really figure out what this was and how it could actually benefit us. Um, so Mark, thanks again. Yeah, well, Guys, thank thanks for tuning in. I'm G. And I'm Dom. And this is the Cash Geeks Network. Peace. Good night, guys.